to enter into free fall as the car flew off the embankment into the valley below. The road took a turn, and she had to grab the seat back to keep from falling into the passenger door. She kept her left arm firmly around the headrest as she reached back again. Then she had the jacket by the arm. She tugged on it as it spread itself over the rear bench, and she had to pull and pull so that it came through the gap extended as if she was doing a magic trick, the endless jacket. As the last of it popped through, she saw movement at the top of the exposed pocket, something golden and black. The wasp was silent. Later she was to think that that was not what you'd expect. You'd expect it to be buzzing with evil intent. But it simply walked up the face of the jacket, looking for sugar. She was calmer than she would have expected to be even though they'd rehearsed what was to be done many times. "'Where's your EpiPen?' she said, keeping her voice low and serene. "'What?' Charlie looked at her with a face that suggested she was playing a stupid game. "'Why?' "'Where is it?' she said, knowing that if she said why she wanted it, there was a good chance he'd drive off the road in a panic. "'In the pocket,' he said. "'You know that.' She pulled the jacket toward her with great care and gentleness, trying not to disturb the wasp as it crept up the leather toward the collar. There was just enough room to reach into the pocket without touching the wasp. She eased her hand in and found a wad of fabric, a handkerchief wrapped around a chunk of something cold, the fabric slightly damp. She didn't dare pull the handkerchief out, fearing the disturbance might propel the wasp to flight. So she worked her fingers around the handkerchief, hoping to feel the thin plastic tube entangled with the cool cloth. A burning little mouth bit her fingertip, and she almost jerked her hand back, but concern for Charlie overrode everything, including the safety of her own fingers. She pulled her hand out with care, surprised at the thought that there must be another wasp in the pocket. She got no satisfaction from the idea that the one who'd stung her was probably dead. Wait, she thought. It was the honeybee that died when it stung you. Wasps can sting again and again. Good thing I'm not allergic, too. Her fingertip was starting to burn, but she knew better than to react. She balanced herself carefully on her knees, twisted her body a little, and pushed her unstung hand under the jacket trying to feel the lip of the pocket on the other side, trying to work her fingers into it without shifting the top. She found the pocket's edge after a few seconds, and her fingers wriggled in tiny movements as she explored the interior. She felt the phone and made a scissor of two of her fingers, gliding it out of the pocket and then laying it on the seat by her knees. Charlie's eyes darted to her hands every few seconds, When he saw that she'd produced the phone, he said, Finally. That was when he saw the wasp. He slowed the car, but there was nowhere to pull over. The semi behind them honked loudly, a huge sound that rattled her spine, and then Charlie gave the gas pedal a tap that caused the car to accelerate and decelerate so quickly that she was forced to grab the back of the seat again to keep her spine from crashing into the dashboard. After the ringing of the horn faded, 
She could hear Charlie's breathing. Slow down, she said. I'll get the pen. Just drive. It'll be all right. The wasp miraculously hadn't been disturbed by the lurching of the car. It had reached the collar and was walking along it, smelling, tasting, exploring. She worked her hand again into the pocket on the underside of the jacket, expecting the pen to be there, but she could feel nothing else, just unfinished leather and grainy lint. She thought, where the hell is it? She said, it must be in your pants pocket. It's not in here. Yes, it is, he said, his lips dry and pale. I remember when we left the house, cell phone in one, EpiPen in the other. I always do it that way. It's not there now. It must be in your pants. It's not in my goddamn pants, Emily. He used her name only when he was upset.